0: Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the wizarding world. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin.
1: And I'm Connie. Uh, We're really excited excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing chapter 16 of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, Godric's Hollow. So feelings-heavy... You were warned.
0: Ugh. Diana uh, is off cuddling her new brother, the hatchling. The hatchling is be, here. She'll be back next week. He's so tiny and cute, and I can't He's wait like to meet, meet him. It's like a
1: little nugget.
0: I know. He's.
1: Like I can't a little wait nugget. to meet him
0: and make him weird.
1: <laughs> oh. Okay.
0: I mean, I've done it with all of my other cousins. Why not?
1: Fair. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we have some <laughs> announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag Wizard Team on Twitter to join the conversation.
0: Love our blog, love Wizard Team, have a few extra galleons lying around. Donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm at slash donate.
1: We have Wizard Team merch. You should head over to our website and just step up your nerd fashion and stationary game like just go do it like get a black wizard's tea like we just had black wizard history month and you know in order to keep that momentum going you should just go get a black wizard's tea on dftba so
0: yeah keep that energy um
1: <laughs> exactly
0: and if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so rate and review us on itunes
1: also, subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Debra, with nerd news and links to what's been going on. So, if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. Go to blackgirlscreate.org.
0: And now for Wizard Team News. We don't have any news.
1: I it's mean, <laughs> Oh, it's
0: um it's witches history month. We are not doing anything because we're tired. I'm tired. But, um tired. I just want to celebrate and shout out all of the witches in the world um and thank you for all of your historical um and and contemporary achievements and just you know sure. re- remind everyone that there would be no Harry Potter without Hermione Granger there to make sure he didn't die absolutely um yeah it's Worthy. which is history month that's it that's all we got we're too tired <laughs> <from anything> else. <laughs> you know
1: just uh, pretty low-key this month
0: yeah uh we want to thank elizabeth for sending a cheering charm pat- or becoming a patronus band does this thing so i don't really know which one um. <laughs> <laughs> thanks anyway Uh, but thank you for whichever one of those things that you chose to do they're both equally important and great and we appreciate you you the best you a real one another one um magical birthdays
1: the hatchling was born yesterday or may May 2nd so not yesterday yeah (laughs) yeah the
0: hatchling was born on on march 2nd and he's Adorable. And I already made him, I made him a Harry Potter onesie at the baby shower. And oh. then Biana got him Harry Potter stuff. Um, And then I got him like, there's like a little onesie for, you know, Max from where the wild things are with the crown. They have that at Target. And so he has Target. one of those and he's going to just be like the most stylish, cutest, flyest baby and we we're so ready to indoctrinate him into the team. It's
1: clearly already begun. It's already begun. Yeah. He's going
0: to be just like another Aminata coming up into the world imbibed with Harry Potter and Doctor Who and loving all of it and being a big nerd who talks yeah. about Into the Spider-Verse and how it's released <laughs> and how
1: she's excited about it. And that's what mm. we're doing again. mm Another one. Another one. And I mean, we've already nicknamed him the hatchling. So the dragon, dragon, uh, the dragon, uh, uh, I guess, indoctrination. That's not the word I wanted to go with, but I don't know. That's what it is. But the dragon indoctrination has also begun. So, yeah. Oh, Portia also mentions
0: that I should credit uh, J.K. Rowling for Harry's existence. I'm sorry, who? J.K. Rowling. (laughs) Yeah. The reason for the season? I guess. Um. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, and McGonagall.
1: You're right. Everyone is correct.
0: Um, some important
1: women. Yeah,
0: the important women. But, but we're gonna s-
1: focus on the black ones first. So Hermione's Hermione. First. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're here. Um. Yeah. Sunday, March 11th is Remus's birthday.
0: Oh goodness. <laughs>
1: Listen, I'm saving my feels for the rest of this chapter. So okay, that's great. all I'm going to say on that.
0: Happy birthday, Remus. Hashtag dads. We love you. Gone too soon. Um, oh, oh, man. Because I was uh, reading the chapter. And then they have the gravestones, you know? And you nope. see how young they are. Oh, my goodness.
1: Nope. <laughs> how are you, you going to start it off? And you was so you you were almost sick just to avoid being here yeah. with me. And I don't then to be here with you. you brought it up first. We haven't even gotten there yet. Because it's Remus and I was thinking about
0: like how old Remus would be and he would not be that old. <sighs>
1: okay. He's my so dad's just age. Started, so we're just starting here. They're, okay, my, they're my parents' age. We're just starting like here. The, like <laughs> a few months older than my father. What happened last time on Wizard Team Robin? <laughs> what happened last time? Last time on Wizard Team, Delia came in the building. We were doing
0: Dean Miami all day, every day. Dean Dean packed seasoning and was um, eating like black <laughs> salmon with yep, like in the woods with Dirk Cresswell and Ted Tonks and Grip Hook and Gornuk. Um, that went down. That was exciting that was the highlight and then on the other side of the woods um
1: it was like highlights and low lights like Dean right. showed up and it was just like yes and then
0: Ron gonna was run? tripping
1: he was running
0: he was running hard um got all up in his feels mm. Was like, let me... some of the And um, only some of
1: them were Horcrux feels. Like, some of them were just, like, his own feel-feels. He wasn't even wearing the Horcrux! Not at all. Well, Harry at one point the he was. Crux. At one point he was. Yeah, it was a montage of
0: feels, and he was the... He dealt with the Horcrux worse than everybody else, but when he had enough, Harry was wearing the Horcrux, and it was yeah. ridiculous. Um.
1: So, so Ron dipped and was just like, adios, catch you later. Got a blast. Got a blast. And Harry and Hermione are left crying in the woods in a tent. In the rain. In the, in the rain. rain. In, the, in, in the rain. I can't stand the rain.
0: That's not the one. <laughs> of all the songs, that's the one. I, I don't
1: know. I don't know. the one that makes you here. Young people fly. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it's just the first one I came to the, mind. You like, need bionna here. California, like one of we those. Need um, that uh, Chance the Rapper sketch from SNL where they like miss Obama and they're like dancing in the rain and it's just like, I don't know why I'm here in the rain, but mm-hmm. <laughs> we are <laughs> melodrama. <laughs> doing it for um, the melodrama. So thank you for listening
0: to Wizard <laughs> Team with a short one. But we will be back when Bionna's here and feelings can be mitigated.
1: (laughs) Um, When Harry woke the following day, it was several seconds before he remembered what happened. Then he hoped childlessly that it had been a dream and Ron was still there and had never left. Yet by turning his head on his pillow, he could see Ron's deserted bunk. It was like a dead body in the way that it seemed to draw his eye. Morbid much, Harry? Harry jumped down from his own bed, keeping his eyes averted from Ron's. She's Hermione
0: smiling. She's so was, happy.
1: <laughs> Hermione, who was already busy in the kitchen, did not wish Harry a good morning, but turned her face quickly away as he went by the drama, the tension. Right.
0: Hermione says, Connie, stay
1: with the melodrama off top. I didn't start with the melodrama off top. J.K. Rowling did. Yeah. She started this chapter. Okay with the feels and dead body imagery.
0: (laughs) I like that. That's what you claim on too. Um, He's gone. Harry told himself he's gone. Um, He's gone and he's not coming back. And with that simple truth of it, Harry knew because their protective enchantments meant that it would be impossible once they vacated the spot for Ron to find them again.
1: I mean, honestly, if, if you put all these enchantments up and you expect death eaters and Voldemort to, to miss them. Ron definitely got no chance.
0: Right. <laughs> so it's also like the first day post the big blow up and Ron leaves. And so they're like both still in their feelings. hmm. But and. Harry kind of goes through this and we'll get into it. Is like, but Harry is also like in his feelings about Ron and still insecure about whether or not Hermione is like with him still, you know, right. like she's still physically here for now, but how for how long, you know,
1: right? Because of all the reasons Ron was kind of right about <laughs> not knowing what they were doing, like that's what he's like he still hears ron's voice saying we thought you knew what you were doing so it's just like haunting him in the fact that ron left but also that ron was kind of right that he doesn't really know what to do next so like hermione has real no real reason to like stay with him because eventually if ron saw it eventually hermione who's smarter than everybody is going to see that like this is a fool's mission We should leave yeah i should leave him
0: (laughs) go find ron (laughs) <laughs> and go back to Hogwarts because I'm a muggle-born and I'll be fine. Um, so, yeah. So, they are dawdling and, like, trying to, like, wait around to see. Um, you know, they pack up all their stuff. But they take, it takes them, like, an extra hour than they normally do. Because they have been getting up and moving every morning um, to a new campsite. Um, so, they... Finally um, decided, like, they can't delay any longer. They're, like, looking up into the trees, hoping that Ron was just, like, I'm not going to, like, turned around. (laughs) Like, Ron just, like,
1: like, stayed outside, just, like, you know, put up a sleeping bag. Like, I would just stay outside because I'm mad and come back inside later. Or, like, oh, crap, I changed my mind,
0: but I don't, I can't see them anymore. So.
1: Which um, is technically what happens. Yeah.
0: He does stay later. But he did not stay in the rain. He was, like, well, let me take my (laughs) ass to a pub and figure it out. Um. (laughs) Cause Ron's going to run. Um, so yeah, Absolutely. so they, they pack their bag. Um, Hermione um, takes the beaded bag and puts it in an inner pocket. And I'm just like, how does this work? <laughs> Cause the bag has an undetectable extension charm. I'm still like, where I'm still not figured out how the invisibility cloak in which like Harry, Ron, and Hermione fit under for most of their time at Hogwarts just always goes if he shoves it in a pocket.
1: Right. Like, That's how? the thing. I get it in terms of I feel like the Invisibility cloak, you know, is sort of like, I don't know, I imagine it is like a really thin but stretchy fabric. So like mm-hmm. and they do talk a lot about how it doesn't um fit them as they get older because the boys get so tall. But I do have a hard time imagining it out of his pocket like he just stuffs it in his pocket and it's like there's just this big big
0: bulge right (laughs) i'm
1: I'm always like is he wearing a hoodie and it's in like
0: the you know that the the hoodie pocket when you do the pullover hoodie (laughs) yeah
1: like is he stuffing not in there like what is this (laughs) but Uh, i also feel like magic so like maybe there's something to the thinness of the fabric that makes it fold smaller i don't i don't know um, But the beaded bag, I mean, it's nothing for Hermione to, you know, just like tap her pocket, like be bigger and biggin.
0: And biggin. Aww, Kamala <laughs> Khan in the Wizarding <laughs> World. I want that. Somebody write that fanfic. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so they don't discuss Ron at all over the next few days. Harry was determined never to mention his name again. And Hermione seemed to know that it was no use forcing the issue. Um, Although sometimes at night, When she thought Harry was sleeping, he would hear her crying. Ron, Ron,
1: over Ron,
0: over Ron. I know. Like she's smart, but she's not.
1: But also, it's funny that Harry is more determined to never say Ron's name than he is Voldemort's. Right, which is what screws them over.
0: Right. (laughs) Um, Whoops! Wow. So yeah. So then ron had, or ron harry had taken to bringing out the marauders map and um examining it oh. night
1: <laughs> wait i got i had a request don't try to skip this i see i'm you. not i'm not
0: getting i'm getting there i know <laughs> the request i've heard it we'll get to it um so he was uh waiting for the moment when ron's labeled dot would appear in the corridors of hogwarts proving that he returned to the comfortable castle protected by his status as a pureblood. Go ahead.
1: Go however, ahead. <laughs> however, Ron did not appear on the map, and after a while, Harry found himself taking it out simply to stare at Ginny's name in the girl's dormitory, wondering whether the intensity with which he gazed at it might break her sleep, that she would somehow know he was thinking about her, hoping that she was all right. <laughs> that was a request from Mayanna to do the hinny voice. Dahlia I don't know said, that I had it with the same flair that she brings it, but, you know, we had to.
0: <laughs> Delia said, no, not you too, Connie. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> agreed.
1: Couldn't help um, myself.
0: Lucia mentions that um, it's interesting how Harry reacts the same way as Aunt Petunia does regarding Ron mm. and Lily. By completely ignoring and or removing wherever possible the very existence of the person they care for because it's too painful to acknowledge. Wow. The gaping out since it's left in their lives and what that means. Both about the removed person and themselves. And I just feel like Lucia has been wow, like... Lucia. I am Connie's right hand woman. Assistant we're,
1: feelings bench manager.
0: We're on have
1: the been bench together. Upgraded.
0: And I just feel like... You know.
1: <laughs> Portia that ill porridge life is so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. truly is. But wow, Lucia, that was a read. Um because basically Ron is his brother. So yeah, that all tracks.
0: It tracks it tracks very well. My dog is determined <laughs> to let her presence be known and there's a goddamn squeaker. You know. Okay.
1: Distract from the feels.
0: Right. Um. So by day they did de- devour. They devoted themselves to They devoted themselves to trying to determine the possible locations for Godric's sword. Um, Gryffindor sword. I call him Godric. You know. You, you might call him of Gryffindor. Call basis,
1: you know, just like um, y'all friends.
0: Uh, So their speculation was getting, like, wild. They had no idea where Dumbledore had left it. And Harry couldn't remember Dumbledore ever mentioning a place in which he might hide something. And there were moments in which, when he did not know whether he was angry with Ron or with Dumbledore, we thought you knew what you were doing. We thought Dumbledore had told you what to do. We thought you had a real plan. Is um, Luna... Sorry. (laughs) Is... Harry thinking about Ron's, like, their last argument on a loop in his head. Um, So there's, like, a couple of moments where you get him thinking back to, like, the last three things that Ron said. Um, Portia says that Luna's just trying to help with the bingo board. So, yeah, if you guys are playing along on your bingo board, that's (laughs) squeak. Go ahead and check that mark. Um, Mark that box or whatever. So he could not hide it from himself. Ron had been right. Dumbledore had left him with virtually nothing. They discovered one horror crux, but they had no means of destroying it. And the others were as unattainable as they had ever been. Hopelessness threatened to engulf him. He was staggered now to think of his own presumption in accepting his friend's offers to accompany him on this meandering, pointless journey. And I'm just like, but what would you, without them... You would be meandering. It would be a meandering pointless journey with zero Horcruxes.
1: Zero. Actually, he just would have been gotten by. Um, yeah, we, he would have said mean.
0: Voldemort. And then they would have
1: just <laughs> picked, they had a, picked him
0: up. And he would have been like, oh, no.
1: Or he would have gone. What to, has I done? Or he would have done what they're about to do, which is go to Godric's Hollow. And he would have been eaten by a snake. So. Too soon. that's what. That's only. <laughs> is it too soon if it's before the thing has happened?
0: Yeah. Okay. Too soon before, right after for the rest okay. of this book.
1: Too soon. Time, timey-wimey. Uh, Amani says Dumbledore had left him with virtually nothing is an Evergreen sentence. As you were talking, I was looking for the Imani is typing text at the bottom, but he just like flew it out so fast that slack couldn't even catch up to know that he was about to <laughs> send that read.
0: I mean, I I figure we're going to get a lot of those reads in the coming uh,
1: oh, yeah.
0: p- moments chapter but then like the rest of the chapters Ooh. um Portia says that Dumbledore told Harry to get into Voldy's head which re- item regarding which items could be horror cruxes and like <laughs> that works both ways mm-hmm. um if Harry had e- heeded the occlumency advice this perhaps this could be an easier hunt which is true um but also like we should have said this in like the last chapter like they're right they're guessing the right places
1: mm-hmm. they
0: just don't
1: they're just don't... really big places yeah and they so don't know
0: like... what the horcrux is so it's like
1: mm-hmm. you know you can't just search Gringotts Gringotts for <laughs> something needle in a haystack
0: right like and Hogwarts is obviously you know on there for something <laughs> And we're just going
1: to look for something.
0: Yeah, we're going to knock on the door and be like, Hey,
1: Snape,
0: don't mind us. We'll be out of your hair in a minute. We just need to, hey, what's up? to castle for We bought for... you
1: a cup of sugar.
0: Yeah. I left something here that I need to go get. What is it? Uh, I'll know it when I see it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Have you seen um, it? Do you know what um, it is? Do you feel the angrier than normal? You, right?
0: Yeah? No? Okay. Um, <laughs> so... This, this part is so sad but funny to me. Yeah. So they're spending many evenings in near silence, and Hermione took to bringing out Phineas Nigella's portrait and propping him up in the chair as though he might fill part of the gaping hole left by Ron's departure. Ron,
1: <laughs> you can be replaced by, by a shady portrait, a shiny portrait <laughs> of a dude
0: who's been dead 150 plus years.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. But Phineas is like, "Uh, please (laughs) erase me from this narrative. Right. (laughs) Phineas did not seem able to resist the chance to find out more about what Harry was up to and consented to reappear blindfolded every few days or so. Harry was even glad to see him because he was company, albeit of a snide and taunting kind. They relished any news about what was happening at Hogwarts, though Phineas was not exactly an ideal informer. He venerated Snape, the first Slytherin headmaster since himself had controlled the school and they had to be careful not to criticize or ask impertinent questions about Snape or Phineas would instantly leave his painting. I've had enough of you children. Storms off. I said good day. I said good day. And just
0: storms Um, off. And Portia... Oh man. Okay. So Portia says um, he's the bestie we all need in tough times and Bayanna came in to say... Just peeked in and say that I specifically requested the Henny voice, which we know.
1: Listen, I was just trying to uh, fill the void left by Viana with our painting of Phineas Nigelis. (laughs) I am the painting of Phineas Nigelis today. (laughs) (laughs) Maggie points out that Snide snide and Taunting is not so different from when Ron was around. Right? So, you know, yeah, that works.
0: Right. Um, I just told Diana to chase a baby and don't worry about what we're doing. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I mean, accurate.
0: But yeah. Um, and Portia says, yeah, it's not that different, but it's better. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so. the Portrait acts threefold. Ron, serious, taken from his house and Dumbledore. What he wishes he would have told him. Oh, Lucia, you're just Ooh. on it. On it. So.
0: Uh, Phineas does let certain snippets drop. Snape seemed to be facing a constant aww. Um, darn it. Why are you distracted, distracted by a baby with, picture?
1: Catchlings.
0: Okay. Biata. Phineas had uh, dropped certain snippets. Snape seemed to be facing a constant low-level mutiny from a hardcore from a hardcore of students. Ginny had been banned from going into Hogsmeade. Snape had reinstated umbridge's old decree forbidding gatherings of three or more students
1: man the bsu is really struggling in right this, uh, you know these past
0: few years they've just been constantly getting sidetracked
1: yeah.
0: um from all of these things harry deduced that Ginny and probably neville and luna along with her
1: Harry did Hashtag the resistance.
0: Harry deduced that Ginny and probably Neville and Luna, along with her, have been doing their best to continue Dumbledore's army. The scant news made Harry want to see Ginny so badly it felt like a stomach ache. That's Edward. Oh, not
1: Edward has moved from his not chest.
0: Love, it's
1: indigestion. <laughs> Edward Go has get moved some from Pepto. his chest. Go get some stomach. Pepto. You know, um, Edward's just like nestling around, you know, trying to find a good, comfortable spot. It's like, the chest wasn't really working. Let me try the stomach. He might float to his left knee sometime tomorrow.
0: Again, it's not love. It's indigestion. (laughs) Um, So, it also made Harry think of Ron again, and of Dumbledore, and of Hogwarts itself, which he missed nearly as much as his (gasps) ex-girlfriend.
1: Which is like he doesn't miss his home as much as the girl he dated for six weeks
0: but also like he loves her so much that he misses her just a little bit more than he misses the school in which we know that he never did any homework
1: <laughs> he loves hogwarts but not as it, much as his ex-girlfriend apparently hogwarts is like really that's how you feel yeah oh i, I, see, how less than his I see how it is i see how it is
0: August like, I've been here for you for six years and you just go, Okay, that's cool. Okay. I see. Um I keep game. Mm-hmm. indeed Phineas talked about Snape's crackdown. Harry experienced a split second of madness where he imagined simply going back to school to join the destabilization of Snape's regime. Being I mean, it wouldn't fed,
1: exactly be that.
0: <laughs> right. Being fed and having a soft bed and other people being in charge seemed the most wonderful prospect in the world at that moment. Like He's 17. He's like, I don't want to be the adult. Yeah. I don't want to make choices. I don't want. I mean, listen. And I like, feel yeah, now. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm a full 30 something. 30. 30, something. 30 no, no, no. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I don't want to be the adult. Nope. At all. I never wanted that. I, never. It's like all the kids were like, I wish I could be an adult. And I'm so like, right. no. You want to pay bills? You want to make your own doctor's appointments? Every you day. You to go to work? every
0: day what, a, I think what? about Aminata and I am just so jealous
1: <laughs> sometimes i'd be looking at babies just like chilling in their in their strollers or like in carriages and some of these kids honestly are just too big to be in these strollers these days <laughs> and i'm just like wow i wish i i would be mad but i'm jealous because i would
0: like to sit i want a
1: nap I, during I shopping i
0: literally thought cuz i was um, walking the lake with Luna, and there, you know, people running with their kids in strollers and stuff. And I was like, the next time I'll be sitting down and someone pushing me like that, I'll be in a wheelchair. <laughs> Just an old lady. Just an old lady, and it probably won't be that like soon. I'm, I mean, not far away. Like it's probably gonna happen sooner than I think.
1: I mean, you know, you um, you taste childhood twice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man.
1: Anyway, um, Harry he comes to his senses, though. So he comes just as, as he, remind, he he
0: remembers that he's undesirable, number one, and that there was a 10,000 galleon price on his head, and that to walk into Hogwarts these days was just as dangerous as walking into the Ministry of Magic. Phineas inadvertently emphasized this fact by slipping in leading questions about Harry and Hermione's whereabouts. Hermione shoved him back inside the bag that beaded bag every time he did this and phineas invariably refused to reappear for several days after these <laughs> <his> unceremonious goodbyes <laughs> and yet still better than ron
1: still better It's like you can you could they couldn't put ron in the beaded bag no honestly Which, they, I mean, should Ooh, they should have tried they should have tried no wait i'm still yeah. so the logistics of this bag You know, in the book, it was, like I mean, in the movie, it was, like, super small. So, like, the the opening was small. But now I'm just imagining, like, could they stuff the tent in the bag with Ron in it? Because, like, a portrait is huge. So how are you going to, like, lift that out? So I'm just wondering if, like, Ron could have just, like, stepped into the bag. (laughs) Get in the bag, Ron. Get in the bag. Get in the bag. Get in the bag. Oh
0: man. Um that would have been a sight to see. And then but then I'm like still like, how are you carrying that around? Can you shove, can she then shove that beaded bag with the portrait and the tent and Ronald Weasley into her <laughs> coat pocket?
1: Yeah. Because the bag itself is just, you know, whatever size it is. It's
0: the TARDIS, man.
1: It's the TARDIS, which is why I'm wondering if Ron could have just like found a space in there. Lucia says there's probably no action in there. So death by bag.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so the weather grew colder and colder and they did not dare remain in any area too long. So rather than staying in the South of England, where the hard ground frost was the worst of their worries, they continued to meander up and down the country, braving a mountainside where sleep pounded the tent a wide flat marsh and um, Flooded where the tent was flooded with wind chill and a tiny island in the middle of a Scottish lock, where snow half buried the tent in the night. And I'm just like, okay, so all this time they're supposed to be thinking and plotting about getting horror crosses and destroying them,
1: but instead they have to plot where to stay next. Right? Like, why don't that they? just up stay a lot of energy. Scottish lock. Because the snow for a minute. Because the snow. Well, yeah.
0: I mean, stand the Countryside, then.
1: Fuck it. Go to Spain. It's Muggle
0: London. Warm. Go to Spain and chill out in the <laughs> just, warmth.
1: Just like the south of France. <laughs> right. Take it. I'm like, we go going to Nice. let go to some beaches. <laughs> let's take all of our books. Let's get some maps.
0: Let's go to Nice. Plot it all out. You know? Pop back over, get a horror crux, pop back to Nice. Right. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. I bet you, like, Ron would still be around if they were chilling in Nice and not in some... Like, Honestly, it and could not have in been some of the cold.
1: Of yeah, some of the cold could have been what I uh, would... triggered him.
0: I couldn't have done it. I couldn't have been hungry cold. and cold.
1: <laughs> Portia in... says Ibiza. <laughs> right. Let's go to Barcelona. Barcelona. Um, <laughs> I'm mad we did that like... with both terrible accents. <laughs> <laughs> like, there, I just... Continue to not
0: understand why they are in a Scottish lock.
1: I like, do not even get yes, there. You're not going to find
0: a Horcrux in Ibiza. Voldemort's not going to find you
1: there, but, still. but
0: Right. You're not going to find a Horcrux in a Ibiza, but Voldemort's not going to find you in Ibiza.
1: Honestly, so, Voldemort ain't out here. And you know. they're not looking. Like, that's my thing. Is like, you're not looking for a horror crux in, like, a Scottish right. lock. Right. Like, you need to go find a library. Like Hermione was like, also the I, magical library. I how do we get in? I have to say it because we said that we would say all
0: the morts, but I'm so <laughs> distraught about it. Um so we're talking about putting Ron in the bag and Hermione says, Hermione's just that talented. Call her full <laughs> de And, and mostly we said
1: it for the bingo board. So Ron
0: in the bag. Um, but yes, mark that box off on your bingo board. Um <laughs>
1: Maggie says we can't go to Mallorca because Marge might be there. Right. <laughs> and then Lucia said it's just JK's boner for Scott.
0: Seriously, because
1: even Sirius hid somewhere
0: where there are tropical birds. True. Like, Sirius went to the beach for a while until,
1: like, Listen, he, he realized that Peter was his like tan. He was working on his tan. He was like, right. I ain't seen outside or the sun in twelve years. Let me go get me a tan. Right. He was like, I'm good. The rat's Batten gone. Fatting up. up, you know, probably getting drinks and girls on the beach, you know?
0: And it wasn't until his stupid um, godson made him come back because he had put his name, his name was put in the goblet of fire that he was like, oh, god damn it. I will <laughs> go hide in a cold-ass cave in England. Mm-hmm. Um, Maggie also says this is when Harry could have been going on a world tour and done some fan service, which is like, yes. If Harry Potter and Hermione Granger spent the night in Oakland, California. I would have gotten my <laughs> life as a child. In I'd have been like,
1: "Dang, seven, yeah." They went you to just
0: met, they, they, the books just came out. They just came out. Well, then I guess they'd have to go to Anaheim. Like, you think Harry and Hermione went to Disneyland? Oh, <laughs> but maybe also we go see them.
1: But also, I think they should have gone somewhere out of England and made a sighting because then the Death Eaters would start looking in Spain and France right. and not in England. Right!
0: Sirius even did that every once in a while. He was like, it's hey, like, look, I'm in up. Italy. Popped up. Boom. Hey, what's up? Um, so they had spent; they had already spotted Christmas trees twinkling from several sitting room windows um, before there came an evening when Harry resolved to suggest again what seemed... To him, the only unexplored avenue left to them, which is like, yikes. Like, this is the only unexplored avenue, I
1: and they still it.
0: only have one um, horror crux. Like, they're, they're, there needs to be more than this last unexplored avenue.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they had eaten an unusually good meal. Hermione had been to a supermarket under the invisibility cloak. Scrupulously once, dropping money into an open till. Once Ron
1: left, they found some They figured out supermarket. <laughs> he was slowing him down.
0: <laughs> right. They're like, oh, we can go to a supermarket. The other thing, though, is like. You're just walking out and you're like dropping money in an open. Unop- like who One Who leaves tills unopened? What kind of cracked out supermarket is this? Um crack that's not the right word, but yeah. And then um two, like you need that money. Chalk it up to the game, you know? <laughs> You're with the chosen one. He's You're not gonna get caught. He needs, yeah, like just you know, whatever. Um, so Harry thought she might be more persuadable than usual on a stomach full of spaghetti bolognese and tinned pears. Um, which like that's what y'all got. I mean if I would had gone to the supermarket I'm saying I really just saying feel like
1: the I tent would've... had the means to make a better meal than that. Yeah. You know? Like to I just, a toaster, just get some bread, right? Some garlic bread. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> oh no, Now you're making me so hungry. <laughs> we were talking about Scott Pilgrim in the other um in one of the, in the Slack earlier today too and like some some warm ass garlic bread. Dude, I mean, I if you have money I mean. though, I'm sorry, why are you not going to get a takeout curry?
1: <laughs> Fair.
0: Because when I'm in London, all I want to eat is a takeout curry. Really? Just mm. all the curries.
1: Mm. I mean and I guess Chinese they're food. trying to be mm. I guess they're trying to be economical. But I mean I um, guess. I still think they could have gotten better stuff for the space yeah. that they had. And every once in a while, treat yourself.
0: Right. And Delia says they could have went to a supermarket and and she's upset they went to a supermarket and didn't get more. Like, you could have meal prepped.
1: Especially yeah. with
0: magic. Especially um,
1: in a tent. It's not like they're actually roughing it.
0: Yeah. And Amani says you can multiply food once you have it. So get something that's good with matte leftovers. And I guess spaghetti is not bad, like, as a leftover. Um... But,
1: right,
0: yeah, Lucia says they're 17 and they can't think long term like that. But, like, y'all are on the mm-hmm. run for Lord knows how long. Because you only have one Horcrux.
1: And Lucia points out that Hermione's too lawful good to r- take take them food and run. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a
0: good but, point. Portia's like, y'all finally figured out the market and didn't create a shopping list first. I mean, we don't know what else they got.
1: But tonight... Also, Listen, their their lists are all empty. List of Horcruxes, blank. List of places where the Horcruxes might be, blank. blank. Shopping list, blank. blank. Like they just don't have any energy for lists this month. Sometimes it would be like that. <laughs> I'm sure Bayana's like I don't I don't know her, but <laughs> for the rest of us, sometimes it would be like that. Yeah. Um.
0: And I mean, you know what? Maybe spaghetti bolog- bolognese is like Hermione's jam. And she is super happy. Right. Um, I Not for me, but like maybe them. And <laughs> so he thought that she might be more persuadable. Um. And he had the foresight to suggest they take a few hours break from wearing the horror crux. So it's hanging over the end of the bunk beside him. Like, why can't it just hang there?
1: All the time. All the time. And when you need to leave the tent, you grab it, bring it with you. But when you're in the tent... You put it in the bag. Put it in the bag. Hanging on the door.
0: Um, Hermione, hmm, she said, curled up in one of the saggy armchairs with the tails of Beetle the Bard. Um, You could not imagine how much more she could get out of the book, which was not, after all, very long... But evidently, she was still deciphering something in it because Spellman's sil- syllabary lay open on the armchair. He cleared his throat. He felt exactly as he had done on the occasion several years previously when he had asked Professor McGonagall whether he could go into Hogsmeade, despite the fact that he had not persuaded the Dursleys to sign his permission slip. Like,
1: love, love this little like nostalgia drop that Joe just like sprinkled in there. Like, let me start also, reminding you like, of the
0: old stuff. Like, remember, like, like. Think about when he tells her this, like, afterwards and they can laugh about it, like, back, you know, twi- 19 years later 19 or whatever. Later. Um, and she's like, I reminded you of McGonagall? Aw. <laughs> you were scared of me? Aw. Way to go, Rob- or Hermione. <laughs> Freudian slip. Uh, I, I see that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I'm like in the chat. This is harder than it looks. Oh <laughs> my god. I don't know how Bayana does this. Like <laughs> I only have to worry about being in the chat. Um, right.
1: Paying attention to both.
0: Paying attention to both is hard. Uh, so Hermione, I've been thinking, and then she says, Harry, can you help me with something? Apparently she had been she had not been listening to him. She I'm leaned forward. Right. He's not doing nothing. She leaned forward and showed him the held out the tiles of Beetle the Bard. Look at this symbol, she said, um, pointing to the top of the page above what Harry assumed was the title of the story. Being unable to read runes, he could not be sure. There was a picture of what looked like a triangular eye. Its pupil crossed with a vertical line. Aha! Uh-huh. Mm-hmm! I never took ancient runes, Hermione. I know that, but it isn't a rune. Well, And it's not in the s- syllabary either. All along, I thought it was a picture of an eye, but I don't think it is. It's been inked in. Look, somebody's drawn it there. It isn't really part of the book. Think, have you ever seen this before? No. No, wait a moment. Harry looked closer. Isn't that the same symbol Luna's dad was wearing around his neck? Well, that's what I thought, too. Then it's Grindelwald's mark. What? Crumb told me. Harry recounted the story that Crum told her and Hermione looked astonished. Grindelwald's mark. I've never heard that Grindelwald had a mark. There's no mention of it in anything I've ever read about him. If well,
1: don't teach the history to the children, the they are children. doomed to, the, to repeat it. Or something like that.
0: Teach, yeah, teach the children.
1: Don't try to erase the history. Yeah. But also don't make statues of the history. That's bad. Just
0: you know, it's about balance and nuance, <laughs> right? Um, well, like I said, Crum reckoned that symbol was carved on a wall in Durmstrang, and Grindelwald put it there. That's very odd. If it's a symbol of dark magic, what's it doing in a book of children's stories? Yeah, it is weird. And you'd think Scrimgeour would have recognized it. He was minster. He ought to have. <laughs> he ought to have been an expert on dark stuff.
1: Harry is so. Opti- I don't, optimistic's not the right, trust, uh, I don't know what the word is that I want, but like just because he's minister of magic doesn't mean he's gonna be an expert on, like, do you not remember how he got to be minister? Right. It was just like, oh, this other guy it sucks, uh, let's just put this guy in. It they wasn't have, because he was the best. Everyone thinks that the ministry
0: is so much more competent than they've ever given any reason for them to believe. Right? It's <laughs> literally, it's like um, sorry, happy place and all that, but is it anymore? Look, we're in this book. It's not our happy place anymore. It's just the place where fields live. Yikes. Um, it's like when people were like, oh, the office of the presidency will change Cheeto Voldemort and he'll mm-hmm. like rise to the occasion. And it's like,
1: no, he lowered no. everything.
0: Right. Oh, now is when he'll be presidential. And you're like, when has he ever given you any sign to even hope Mm-mm. that that would be the case
1: as president he should know blah 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 right.
0: mm-hmm. like this is the same dude who was talking about our president being born in kenya
1: forever i don't know about that but sure are sure, jan don't just like um, you know and project your hopes i mean you should there should be some level of being able to project what you hope the whatever office whether president or the fictional minister of magic should hold but also have a realistic view of like what it actually holds
0: Right. And I think that there is like this idea that like, well, you have to have some level of achievement and competence to get that office. But as I would hope, see, but in real life, like like as like history has shown, like Fudge was useless and mm-hmm. got the office and kept the office for a very long time.
1: Yeah, Lucia points out that uh Scrimger was head of the R office. So fair you should, fair. but also I still don't <laughs> as we right. also said fudge was a hit wizard so, <laughs> so right i don't know about that um, also it's very interesting that whoa, a lot of the ministers
0: whoa 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 fudge was a hit wizard and george w bush
1: or george hw bush was the leader of the cia oh no they are both dumb <laughs> but also it's very fascinating that a lot of the ministers that we've met in this book came from the uh, law enforcement pl- yeah magical police department Fascinating. Interesting. Just gonna
0: Interesting. note that and move on. <laughs> yeah, I think Hermione's the only one that doesn't come from there. right so we don't know. Kingsley. We don't know where she worked in the ministry before, do we?
1: I think magical mm, maybe not magical law enforcement. I think she moves around a bit. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how much. I don't remember how much.
0: But also I like reject that she's becomes minister of magic, but that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> um so he goes, yeah, it's weird. You think he would have been an expert on dark stuff. Um and so Hermione says perhaps he thought it was an eye, just like I did. All the other stories have little pictures over the titles. Hermione, hmm. She goes back to like being in the book and not really listening to him. I've been thinking I want to go to Godric's hollow. She looked up at him but her eyes were unfocused. She's literally she not was listening. Sure. <laughs> She was still thinking about the mysterious mark on the body. And she's, like, like looking up like, yeah, I mean, I'm half hearing you and I'm half, like, focusing because, unlike you, I'm trying to figure out our next move. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, I'm trying to actually do work here and you just want to go gallivanting. I mean, it's important and it actually does help. But still. (laughs) Yeah. So she goes, yes, yes, I've
0: been wondering that, too. I really think we'll have to. Did you hear me right? He asked. Of course I did <laughs> want to go to Godric's hollow. I agree. I think we should. I mean, I can't think of anywhere else. It could be either. It'll be dangerous, but the more I think about it, the more likely it's seems it's there. Um, what's there. Said They're Harry. They're just
1: not on the same page at all.
0: They're having two totally different conversations, but also Harry is like not. And this is like my biggest problem with Harry in these books. Like he's not thinking about like he's, he's, He's thinking about all the ways he doesn't know what he's supposed to do next. And he's like wallowing in that, but he's not thinking about what he should do. Like,
1: what he's he He's just like, know we should and... go to Gogic's Hollow, but isn't thinking what he's going to gain from going there no. beyond be- visiting his parents' grave, which is part of the whole reason why he wants to go. But I don't mean, know. That's there's still more. Reason. That's his entire <laughs> yes, yes, reason yes. he wants to go. Absolutely. But that's and what I'm saying is that like, Hermione... he's not thinking about what else you could get out of going to that right. space. Like there right. are other things that you can gain from going to Godrick's Hollow than just knowing about your parents. And he's not even trying to speculate on what that could be. Right. Um, and it's like it's frustrating to me. Like I understand.
0: Like, well, I don't understand. I'll never understand having to like, you know go in search of, like, where I was from or my parents' graves, God forbid. Like, I don't get that part. But, like, I understand, like, having your, like, gut feeling about something and not really, like, being able to articulate that argument. But right. When you're, and this is the same thing he did with like, um, Slughorn. Like when you're trying to persuade someone to give you something that you need, you need to think on their terms mm-hmm. and like build an argument, you know what I mean? <laughs> like,
1: yeah, he's and he's just like, I just want to go to Godric's
0: Hollow. I, I've got, she's got good food in her stomach. <laughs> she doesn't have the Horcrux on. So Time I'm to be bribe. Like, Let's go. And she's going to be like, Okay. No, he like, was shocked that she, she was. She was like, right. did,
1: did, "Did you hear what I said?" Right. So she was but like, "Of course I argued with stuff.
0: her on like, but I really just want to go there."
1: Right. And he, um,
0: he he wasn't expecting her to have
1: actual reasons why right. he wanted she to has, go like, there.
0: Legitimate reasons why it's a good idea. So then, um, Portia says that Harry's always been lucky and that his intuition tends to lead him to the right spot. He lives in his on his inherent Felix Felicis. Mm. <clears throat> and Maggie says he really should have paid more attention in divination. Is this his gut or his inner eye trying to express itself?
1: <laughs> Maggie's, on. Like, Maggie's on her Maggie. gelati right now.
0: <laughs> Maggie.
1: Is it your gut or is it your inner eye? Who's trying it ain't. To
0: it's, to you? And you have to
1: listen to your inner eye.
0: And it's not his, it's it's not his inner eye. It's um, just
1: indigestion <laughs> part two. Just,
0: yeah. Um, why is this dog licking my laptop? Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's there? The sword, the sword, Harry. Dumbledore must have known you'd want to go there. I mean, it's Godric's Hollow. It's, um, I mean, Godric's Hollow is Godric Gryffindor's birthplace. Really? <laughs> Gryffindor came from Godric's Hollow.
1: Harry, like, at least fake the you
0: <laughs> Be I'm like, so oh so- yeah, of
1: course. That's exactly what I was thinking too. Or like, of course, he came from Godric's Hollow. Not, now, now that he can. came from Godric's Hollow, like, did you even open A History of Magic? I've been telling you for seven years to just flip through it. Just, you know, just turn the pages mindlessly. Just have opened it. Thank you. Please. Yeah. Just <laughs> try. try. Um, <laughs> Monty's like, it's in the name, Harry. It's right. Name. It's in the name. Gryffindor was Godric. born in Godric's Hollow. Like, hollow. Hollow. Mm-hmm. Mm. Poor Harry has acid reflux, causing all these issues. He <laughs> should have gone some Madame Pomfrey about this, says Maggie.
0: Magus. Um, mm. I don't know why I started calling her Magus. I have to stop that because it kind of it sounds bad. So she opened the beaded bag and rummaged for a while. Wait, sorry. I first I want to say that Harry half expected her to announce that she was off to the library, which she was. The library in her bag, and in her heart. And in her heart, yeah. So she rummaged through and got out her old school textbook, "A History of Magic" by Batilda Bagshot. I mean, sometimes you just her. need
1: to bring, but sometimes you just need to bring things that feel like home when you're yeah. on a journey.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and you need to take it to the text. You know, you need to school them with textual facts,
1: no- knowledge and facts.
0: Um. So, upon the signature of the International Statute of Secrecy in 1689, wizards went into hiding for good. It was natural, perhaps, that they formed their own small communities within a community. Many small villages and hamlets attracted several magical families who hand, who banded together for mutual support and protection.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> you know where my brain went. Mutual respect and kinship.
0: Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Because um, that definitely wasn't there. The villages of Tinsworth. In Cornwall, Upper Flagley, in Yorkshire, and Ottery St. Catchpole hey. on the south coast of England were notable homes uh, to knots of wizarding families who lived alongside tolerant and sometimes confunded muggles.
1: Against so consent. just
0: consent. Anyone who moved to Ottery St. Catchpole and was not magical just got confunded.
1: By the Weasleys, because that's where they live.
0: Yeah. Um, and Luna, right? Like, they live right,
1: nearby.
0: Right, because they live like across the way. Yeah. So most celebrated of these half-magical dwelling places is perhaps Godric's Hollow, the West Country village where the great wizard Godric Gryffindor was born, and where Bowman Wright Wizarding Smith forged the first golden snitch. The graveyard is full of the names of ancient magical families, and this accounts, no doubt, for the stories of hauntings that have dogged the little church beside it, for many centuries, and like, also like, this is Batilda like shouting out her hometown in her own book. Mm, mm-hmm. Um,
1: Portia points out that the Diggeries also live in Ottery St Catchpole because they also live nearby. Oh right, together oh. to the World Cup.
0: Awkward. Um. <laughs> Maggie says Godric was the Heather of the late first millennium. <laughs> <laughs> like anybody was named Godric. Anybody, you never anybody, know.
1: It's like it could have been a different Godric. Yeah. Um. You and your parents aren't mentioned. Hermione said, closing the book because Professor B- <laughs> Professor Backshot doesn't cover anything later than the end of the nineteenth century. Because <laughs> she's like, I lived it.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Which is also that's interesting.
0: That's just that's just stuff that happened yesterday.
1: But she calls her Professor Bagshot. So, does that mean she taught at Hogwarts at some point? And if so, why did she leave? Leave bins to be in charge? Yikes! I mean, because she said, "I'm
0: old and I'm tired and I'm going to retire." He said. But I'm sure he was (laughs) like he probably took over after her and then died and then just kept on
1: because she's that old. She is that old, but she's older than Dumbledore. Yeah, she was so like, like, I
0: remember when you were a wee child. You might have retired a hundred years ago,
1: she could have
0: at a hundred.
1: And she, she was, was like, like let I'm a hundred, writing books,
0: and I'm tired.
1: <laughs> Portia says she needed to write into gossip. <laughs> Fair,
0: yeah. Um, <sighs> then she says that, um, but you see, Godric's hollow, Godric Gryffindor, Gryffindor's sword. Don't you think Dumbledore would have expected you to make the connections? hours oh. though. Yeah,
1: not a raven, Harry.
0: <laughs> at least fake it. You know what I mean. Harry did not want to admit that he had not been thinking about the sword at all when he suggested they go to Godric Hollow. Yeah, good thing. Don't admit that, because then she she probably would have been like, you know what, Ron made points. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I
1: gotta. Um,
0: go. I'm gonna continue to look for Horcruxes, just not with you. Um, you should have done right. Remember what Muriel said. He asked eventually, who? You know, Jenny's great aunt, because he doesn't want to say Ron's name at the wedding. The one who said that you had the skinny ankles. Oh, Hermione said it was a sticky moment. Harry knew she had sensed Ron's name in the offing. He rushed on. She said, Batilda B- Bagshot Batilda still lives in Godric's Hollow. Batilda Bagshot, she said, running her index finger over Batilda's <laughs> embossed name on the front cover of a history Honestly, of magic.
1: Hermione's Which is- <laughs> so mean. But Hermione's like, I could meet my hero. <laughs> like every inner nerd. a about to fangirl out right. so hard. She's every like caressing her name. Ever. Like, you know, and it's like we rag the on Joe all the time. The right. We rag on Joe all the time. But if it's like we're going to her hometown and she might be there, she's like, just start caressing her name <laughs> on the cover of the book. That right. is embossed on the cover of the Harry Potter books. Just like. What?
0: there's a chance. Until
1: the snack shot. <laughs> I love it. Right. It's
0: just so it's it's so good. It's <laughs> like the most I've ever like been like, Hermione is me. Mm-hmm. Um also because like when we were the last time we went to London, I really, really wanted to go. My friends ended up, they did take like a side trip to Bath, and all I could think about was Jane Austen, and I was like mm-hmm. Oh man, if I could go to bath, like
1: (laughs) if I could walk the streets. It's kind of like the idea of going to Cardiff. It's like, I'm sure it doesn't mean it like in real life. It's just a normal place, but it just has so much weight. (laughs)
0: Like Captain Wentworth walked these streets when he wrote (laughs) that letter. Oh, I am half hope, half agony. Okay. Moving
1: on. Moving on indeed. (laughs) All the equation. Um, Austin Hive in the chat is gonna like start typing. <laughs> I'm just like if woo,
0: I get it. Butilda uh, Bagshot, she made. Na- she said, "Well, I suppose." She gasped so dramatically that Harry's insight turned over. He drew his wand, looking around at the entrance, half expecting to see a hand forcing its way through the entrance flap. "What?" he said, half angry, half relieved. "What did you do that for? I thought you'd seen a Death Eater and zipping the tent at least." Harry, what if Batilda's got the sword? What if Dumbledore entrusted it to her? Oh man, Amani is benched and also she's Amani <laughs> says, never meet your heroes. Sometimes they turn out to be real snakes, which is not untrue. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um
0: and that's exactly what happens here. Yeah. So In the next chapter, we'll get there. Uh, (laughs) Harry considered the possibility but Tilda would be an extremely old woman by now. And according to Muriel, she was Gaga. Was it likely that Uh, Dumbledore (laughs) would have hidden the sword of Gryffindor with her? If so, Harry felt that Dumbledore had left a great deal to chance. I mean, he
1: did anyway. (laughs) Like
0: you're sitting here in the, in like.
1: He left the fate of the the Wizarding World in your hands. Right. He definitely left a lot to chance without (laughs) Mathilda.
0: And Maggie said, what if Voldemort entrusted Nagini to her? And I just need you all to go to bed. I just need, I just, we're shutting down the chat. Thank you for being a Patronus. (laughs) We have to shut this whole thing down. You guys have gone too far. Um, It only took seven books. Good job. Harry considered the possibility. No, I already said that. Dumbledore had left a great deal to chance. Dumbledore had never revealed that he had replaced the sword with a fake, nor had he so much as mentioned a friendship with Matilda. Now, however, was not the moment to cast doubt on Hermione's theory, when, not when she was so surprisingly willing to fall in with Harry's dearest wish. It's like, duh.
1: <laughs>
0: the one time that he, like, gets something right. Yeah, he might have done. So are we going to go to Godric's Hollow? Yes, but we'll have to think it through carefully, Harry.
1: Said no Gryffindor ever.
0: <laughs> Said this Gryffindor right here. We'll need to practice this operating together under the invisibility cloak for a start, and perhaps disillusionment charms would be sensible too. Unless you think we should go the whole hog and use apologies potion. In that case, we will need to collect hair from somebody. I actually think we'd better do that, Harry. The
1: <laughs> what do you thicker think? I've already decided <laughs>
0: Like, she's just talking, like, she's, you don't need to be here for this. I will figure out the plan, and then I'll let you know. Um, so Harry let her talk, nodding and agreeing whenever there was a pause. Like, but his mind had left the conversation. His mind was barely in the conversation. First, because were it wasn't a
1: conversation, it right. was a monologue. Hermione was just talking her plan out
0: to right. herself. Well, no, but first, when he started the conversation, they were having two different conversations. And then, when they finally got on the same page, he was like, Oh, you said yes? Okay. But she
1: reads faster than him. So they were on the same page for a hot, hot second, second. And then she was just like, and then She goes off, and he's like, Okay, well, my work's done
0: here. <laughs>
1: just. Anyway. The feelings have set in. Yeah. He was about to go home.
0: Oh, God. About to- <laughs>
1: You're doing about- the Henny voice for <laughs> the feel. These are the feelings, boys. About to return to the place where he had had a family. It was in Godric's Hollow that, but for Voldemort, he would have grown up and spent every school holiday. He could have invited friends to his house. He might have even had brothers and sisters. It could, ha- it would have been his mother who had made his seventeenth birthday cake. The life he had lost had hardly ever seemed real to him as at this moment when he knew he was about to see the place where it had been taken from him. After Hermione had gone to bed that night, Harry quickly extracted his rucksack from Hermione's beaded bag, and from inside it, the photograph album Hagrid had given him so long ago. For the first time in months, he perused the old pictures of his parents, smiling and waving up at him from the images, which were all he had left of them now. (laughs) You good? (laughs) No, there's so much more. Uh, so you know they have to wait a bit to go see to go there because Hermione's like uh, we have to get our disguises so it was therefore a full week later once they had surreptitiously, surreptitiously obtained hairs from innocent muggles who were Christmas shopping and had practiced disapparating and apparating while underneath the invisibility cloak together that Hermione agreed to make the journey which is like the leaf that he
0: could give her <laughs> You know, he's like, oh, we had to wait a whole week. Like, the least he could do. Um, yeah, so they operate to the village under the cover of darkness. So it was late afternoon when they finally swallowed the apologies potion, Harry transforming into a balding middle-aged muggle man and Hermione into his small and rather mousy wife. Um the beaded bag containing all of their possessions apart from the horcrux, which Harry Why? is wearing around his neck.
1: Why? Why? You're in disguise and you're wearing the horcrux around your neck? I don't care if it's under your shirt. Why? They can still, they can still see your chain.
0: <laughs> My mama gave me that chain. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, so Hermione's entire beaded bag containing all of their possessions Apart from the horror crux, tucked into an inside pocket of Hermione's buttoned-up coat. How? God, I love magic. Um, Harry yeah. lowered the invisibility cloak over them, then they turned into the suffocating darkness once again. Heart beating in his throat, Harry opened his eyes. They were standing hand in hand in the snowy lane under the dark blue sky in which the night's first stars already glimmered feebly. Cottages stood on either side of the narrow road. Christmas decorations twinkling in their windows. A short way ahead of them, the glow of golden streetlights indicated the center of the village. All the snow, Hermione whispered under the cloak. Why didn't we think the snow? All of our precautions. We'll leave prints. We'll just have to get rid of them. You go in front. I'll do it. <laughs> Harry did girl. not want to enter the village like a pantomime horse trying to keep themselves concealed <laughs> while magically covering their traces. Let's take off the cloak, said Harry. And when she looked frightened, she said, oh, come on. We don't look like us and there's no one around. He stood, he stowed the cloak under his jacket. How? And they made their way forward unhampered, the icy stinging air, the icy air stinging their face as they passed more cottages. Any one of them might have been the one to which James and Lily no. had once lived or where no. Tilda lived now. No. Harry gazed at the front doors. There's you snow blew up that house. <laughs> Ooh, their snow burden roofs and their front porches, wondering whether he remembered any of them, knowing deep inside that that was impossible. He had been little more than a year old when he had left this place forever. Not forever. You're here right now. So True. not forever. He had not even... He was not even sure whether that he would be able to see the cottage at all. He did not know what happened when the subjects of a fidelius charm died. But, also,
1: like, don't people move Dumbledore and died. buy and like buy houses and and? So this is a thing that bothers me about a lot of well, not bothers me, but I'm so baffled by by a lot of fiction and mostly. It's mostly Grace Anatomy. So in the pilot of Grace Anatomy, Meredith moves into her mother's house and it's like dusty and all of her boxes are there. And apparently that's the house that she grew up in. So I'm like, what? In the 20 years, because then in the pilot, they, she moves in back to Seattle. They had moved on the west, like lived on the west east coast. Mm-hmm. So like this house was just sitting empty for like two it's, decades. You know, do you know how much Seattle housing <laughs> So I'm just like, how does that work? And so the same here, where it's just like, I understand. I understand Lily and James's house though, because you know it that. exploded. <laughs> but it's just fascinating to me that the possibility of houses being empty at all. Like Godric's, I mean, Grimald Place. Sirius was in jail. And like, unless the rest of the family was like, "Let's keep it in the house," would they really not try to sell it and have somebody else live there? Mommy says, "Ain't it... nan pop- property manager anywhere in fiction." Right. Um, I it,
0: for grandma' place, it always made sense to me because I just didn't think that there was anyone who could sell it. Like, Sirius was like the last of the line, and they weren't right.
1: Expecting... He's jail, so I'm like, right? But they weren't really expecting Regulus. <laughs>
0: To die that soon. And I don't know what they, I don't know what they had planned. Maybe they thought Bellatrix would take it over, but Bellatrix was in jail right next to Sirius Ass. So like, (laughs) who knows? And there's only Andromeda who was burned off. Right. So like, I, like, Grandma Place made a little bit more sense to me, but I'm like, Lily and James were 21 years old. They were renting that house. I mean, James had money. So like, maybe that was like his
1: parents' house and they bought it. They probably bought it. But, like, in a lot of fanfic, there's like a big mansion that the Potters lived in, and I, no one ever explains what happens to it because obviously the Potters die at some point. Um, yeah. But I guess they just didn't, slash, couldn't live there. Right.
0: But also, so, Harry
1: could have an, a, a family home somewhere that he doesn't know about. Right. But also, like, Lily and James bought this house from who? From <laughs> who?
0: Or did they build it?
1: out of you know like who knows yeah people buy and sell houses and and was it a muggle house or was it a wizard house before they were in it right (laughs) maggie says you might have to disclose violent murder in case of spirits but i don't know how wizard of muggle real estate goes works in great britain (laughs) it's like please don't live in this house there might be dead people that's the one thing i was thinking is like
0: maybe wizarding houses do stay vacant because you could probably should only sell them to wizards to other wizards because right. like the house got some weird magicness imbibed in it. I'm thinking of like the house ghost mama Esther in um the Bone Street Rumba series, like <laughs> it just like all of a sudden there's a ghost the house is a ghost and you just stuck with a with a house that's a ghost. Yeah. Like can you get your Asper. Can you figure that out while you're still in escrow? Or I don't know. I don't know how escrow works actually, but um, still. So, um, strung all around with colored lights, there was what looked like a war memorial in the middle, partly obscured by a windblown Christmas tree. There were several shops, a post office, a pub, and a little church whose stained glass windows were glowing jewel bright across the square. Like, I is this, this chapter 1990 so or ni- or 1890? <laughs> but okay. Um, I love that you love it, but I'm just like...
1: It's just so beautiful. I
0: mean, I have been to spots where I'm like, oh my God, this is like... People live in this town. Like, this is straight out of, like, a Charles Dickens novel, which is what this sounds like. Yeah. But still, like... I don't know. It just doesn't seem very, like, 90s. It's not popping. There aren't people in, like, with Vespas and stuff. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's, <laughs> it's not Black Friday, but it's, you I know. mean,
1: it's a half-wizard town, so I guess they're just all quiet and quaint, and the yeah. people in the town are kind of content.
0: Yeah. Harry, I think it's Christmas Eve, said Hermione. Is it? He had lost track of the date. They had not seen a newspaper for weeks. I'm sure it is. they They'll be in there, won't they? Your mom and dad? Um, we can. I can see the, the graveyard behind it, she said, her eyes upon the church. Harry felt a thrill of something that was beyond excitement, more like fear. Now that he was so near, he wanted whether he wanted to see after all. Perhaps Hermione knew how he was feeling because she reached for his hand and took the lead for the first time pulling him and I know forward
1: that i'm sure um you know harmony shippers were like squealing in this moment but i do love this like sisterly you know like familial yeah. bond that they have here where it's like she knows this is about to be really difficult for him so she's just like let me be here to comfort you also we're disguised as a married couple so might as well
0: right um i always th- i always thought of it as like a very sisterly like i know that you're going through it right now but i'm here for you I'll. Mm-hmm. I'll take the first steps, you know. Um, halfway across the square, however, she stopped dead. Harry looked. She was pointing at the war memorial. As it had passed it, it had transformed. Instead of an obelisk covering in covered in names, there was a statue of three people, a man with unruly hair and glasses, a woman with long hair and a kind, pretty face, and a baby boy sitting in his mother's arms. Snow lay upon all of their heads like fluffy white caps. Harry drew closer, gazing upon his parents' face. He had never imagined that there would be a statue. How strange it was to see himself represented in stone, a happy baby without a scar on his forehead.
1: He's just always had that scar in his own mind because his memories of himself in a mirror are all from after. Fine, I'm fine. You good? Yep.
0: All right, moving on. (laughs) (sighs) <laughs> <sighs> come on said Harry as he when he looked when he had looked his fill and they turned again toward the church um the singing grew louder as they approached the church it made Harry's throat constrict it reminded him so forcefully of hogwarts of peeves bellowing rude versions of carols from inside suits of armor of the great hall's twelve Christmas trees of Dumbledore wearing a bonnet when he had won it. Wearing a bonnet he had won in a cracker of Ron in a hand-knitted sweater. Dot, 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 dot.
1: it's is four dots. <laughs>
0: um, there was a kissing gate at the entrance, which is like, I love a kissing gate. So cute. Um, and I knew exactly what she means. Hermione pushed it open as quietly as possible and they edged through. On either side of the slippery path to the church doors, the snow lay deep and untouched. They moved off through the snow Carving deep trenches behind them as they walked around the building, keeping to the shadows beneath the brilliant windows behind the church now, row upon row of snowy tombstones protruded from a blanket of pale blue that was flecked with dazzling red and gold and green whenever reflections of the stained glass hit the snow, keeping his head close tightly on the on his Wait, on the wand in his jacket pocket. Harry moved towards the nearest grave. Look at this. It's an abbot. It could be some long lost relation to Hannah of Hannah's. Keep your voice down here, Hermi- Hermione Hermione Bagton. They don't sound like them. I know. But also like, why would the this re- middle aged man know who Hannah is? I
1: guess, I guess, but also just like respect the mood, Harry. Respect yeah. the mood of the place. <laughs> yeah. Um so th- Lucia says she always touched
0: that she was always touched that both worlds share the space of their shared trauma. The muggles have their war memorial and the wizards have theirs.
1: Wow. And I'm just like for her title as the feelings bench manager. Wow. You just just,
0: (laughs) take a breath, Lucia.
1: Cause like which war, you know, I guess world war, you know, it could be any war, but world war two is obviously the big one. And I'm curious how the wizards decided, like, let's just make this entire, into- let's just reclaim
0: <laughs> this. <laughs> Reclaiming our time. Um, They probably decided to put the memorial or theirs up and then had one of the muggles be like, I had an idea that came out of nowhere.
1: <laughs> right.
0: And then Maggie says that she misses Holiday Dumbledore too. And Holiday Dumbledore is really the, the best, best Dumbledore. Or-
1: yeah.
0: Um. And Portia says that Cursed Child has messed up the scene and church. And Yeah.
1: Like, yeah yeah
0: yeah mm-hmm. by this point in Curse child i was literally oh like, no sitting with my arms folded like because <laughs> i had fought with like not fought with bianna but i had argued the point to bianna um that she was wrong <laughs> and that there was going to be like a a turn
1: A uh, yeah it would all make sense and come together in the end. And by this I think I had point... that same feeling of like, I don't know that I was re- refusing to dislike it. And even when I finished it, I was just like, okay, that happened. I'm glad good. I purchased it. <laughs> I'm glad I went to get it at midnight. And then I had nothing like textual to be like, I liked about it, but I was still like trying to like, like, Trying not to dislike it, but the feeling that I had in my chest is was so like, visceral. What is
0: this garbage that it's I just so read? It's so
1: visceral; I can still feel it. I can't. I can still feel, I can't, I
0: can't I can still feel the feeling
1: that as I was reading it, it was just like a heaviness in my chest, where I just because I was fighting. Yeah, the fact that I think I wasn't liking it, <laughs> just like oh no. <laughs> yeah, Aaliyah says, "What's CC? What's Curse Child? This is the last Harry Potter book, and you're absolutely right."
0: True. True. True, 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 Um, But, yes, that happened. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> I Yeah, I just remember, like, by this point, being, like, just so
1: pissed.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. Bianca says, glad you didn't pay to see the play. But we did. And we went <laughs> to London to do so. Ah, mm. uh, but at least we got to go to the studio tour, and that was tight, and so it was worth the trip and Mina Lima was there, so it was fine. <laughs> it was fine it was fine um Harry here Harry hermione was two rows two, was two rows of tombstones away. Is it no, but look um Harry stooped down and saw upon the frozen lichen spot granite lichen spotted granite I don't I don't know okay. The words, Kindred Dumbledore, and a shirt way below her dates of birth and death, and her daughter, Ariana. There's also a quotation, Where your treasure is, there will be your heart, there will your heart be also.
1: Which is so fascinating to me because both the Dumbledores and the Potters have Bible verses on their tombstones. And I'm like, why i guess maybe because they're um lucia says it's lichen Uh, um but i and i'm like maybe it's because it's in a muggle cemetery so they're you know trying to be covert um but i'm curious you know like maybe they just liked it i don't know we don't have a really a strong sense of what wizards think in terms of a higher power but they celebrate all the christian holidays it's like we're here home for easter holidays and we have christmas celebrate christmas and those are mainly the two but the fact that they have bible verses is so interesting so this is matthew 6 21 um in the king james version for you where your treasure is there will your heart be also um in the previous two verses, Jesus explained why one should store one's treasure in heaven rather than on earth. This verse states that if one tra- places one's treasure in heaven, that it's where one's heart or attention will be. This is an implicit warning, which is made clear in the later later in the chapter that if one's treasure is on earth, one's heart and attention will also be on earthly matters to the exclusion of God. Thanks, Wikipedia. Um,
0: and Maggie says, Bible verses again, no religion anywhere in the magical community.
1: Right. Um, And it's it's so interesting, partially because um, they celebrate holiday, they celebrate the Christian holidays that also have pagan ties to them. So it's like, you know, the idea of Christmas trees comes from, you know, trying to mask, Yeah. yeah, like trying to mask celebrating Christian holidays as what they were. So it's like, oh, let's pretend, let's do whatever whatever it is, Septinalia I think. Um so it's interesting to me that the wizards celebrate the Christian version of those holidays as opposed to the pagan ones. Yeah. You know? Yep.
0: Yeah. Um
1: Luna also has feelings about it.
0: Luna's not excited, excited about it. Um Bianca <laughs> says Wizarding
1: appropriation said of money. <laughs> yeah,
0: Bianca says Christian wizards, and Maggie said it's their live, laugh, love. Um <laughs> And Amani said, was it an appropriation? It's their version of white people with Chinese tattoos. <laughs> um, Portia asked, aren't Brits notoriously atheists? And that's recent. Um, Kind of like America. um, They have a lot of churches. But, like, more recently they've become more and more secular and less Probably and less religious. in relation
1: to the the royal royal you know the yeah the distance from royalty and like their dislike of the royal family cuz yeah. you know, as Maggie mentions the church of england um and like the the king and queen is still like royally you know like determined the head by of the god yeah. yeah head of the church and like divine right or whatever uh so I feel like there is still a very, it's like under, you know, it's like just built in, baked into a lot of their culture as opposed to uh, being a conscious, like, we love religion. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just because their their country is so old and for so long it was very religious and, you know. You know, in order to get married, in order to get a divorce, I'm going to Oof. divorce myself from the church talk, and, talk create about it, and create a new one and create a new one just so that I, my,
0: my wife's head.
1: You, know, you know, I think that's probably where the split, ha- that is where the split happens, yeah, where all... it's just like, you know, they were very Catholic for a very long time and then it was just like, no, screw Catholics.
0: I'm going to get a divorce. Um,
1: I just want to get divorced. I want to <laughs> get with this new girl. So, um I think it but I think it's just so baked in that maybe that is why the wizarding community is right. like, "Well, I guess us too." Um and so they celebrate secular versions of it of those holidays, but also the fact that this Bible verse these Bible verses are on the their tombstone is yeah. fascinating to me.
0: So Rita Skeeter and Muriel had gotten some of their facts right. The Dumbledore family had indeed lived here and part of it had died here. Seeing the grave was worse than hearing about it. Harry could not help thinking that he and Dumbledore both had deep roots in this graveyard Mm. and that Dumbledore ought to have told him so. Yet he had never thought to share the connection. They could have visited this place together. For a moment, Harry imagined coming here with Dumbledore of what a bond that would have been, of how much it would have meant to him. But it seemed that to Dumbledore, the fact that their families lay side by side in the same graveyard had been an unpleasant coincidence, irrelevant, perhaps to the job he wanted Harry to do. Amani's probably typing, but. (laughs) I will say, like, I just feel like he was still your headmaster.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And while you had a close relationship, you still had a teacher-student relationship.
1: Right. And it wasn't until...
0: Half-Blood Prince that he started taking you on field trips. <laughs> and like, really only one. Yeah. You know? Um,
1: and so. I think that it is, someone in the chat said earlier, I think, was, I think it was Amani, who was saying, you know, Dumbledore never mentions Godric's Hollow or Godric's, or the sword. So it was like, clearly it wasn't, of top priority. He told him what he wanted him to do first and foremost, which was look for Horcruxes. And I guess he ran out of time before he could say, oh, by the way, <laughs> you could kill, you could destroy you could one, destroy one with the sword. by using the sword, but I need you to get them first.
0: Yeah. And so Amani says, um, Harry thought they were friends, but didn't realize he was just a pawn for Albus. But that's what happened. That's what happens when that inappropriate relationship only goes one way. Dang. And... um. Yeah, I just feel like, I don't know, it's, it's complicated, but like, Dumbledore taking Harry to Godric's Hollow and sharing like, his personal life with him is just very different than anything in their relationship would suggest, Mm -hmm. you know, like, maybe he could have been like, Oh, yeah, I, my family lived in Gwadja, but they like, did Harry ever talk about Godric's Hollow with Dumbledore? No, no, he
1: didn't really have that. There was no reason for him to, in that sense, yeah, because he doesn't have a visceral connection to it. But I think if it, yeah, maybe if Harry had mentioned it, it may have come up, and Dumbledore would have decided to share. But
0: yeah, but it would have
1: been, it would have actually been on Dumbledore to share that information because he knew more.
0: And Dumbledore never, Dumbledore didn't share his familial life with most people. So like sharing it Mm -hmm. with Harry. Especially because yeah, he like does. He was just
1: not telling Harry.
0: Yeah. And especially because like he he really doesn't see a connection with how that's gonna help Harry. And there really isn't one. I mean kind right, of the sword like... is
1: not here. They yeah. Don't, like a lot of things happen here, but nothing that was properly useful <laughs> except just to see the yeah. graves and to see the symbol. But that right. was about it.
0: Um so, are you sure he never mentioned Hermione, began, no, Harry said curtly then, let's keep looking, and he turned away, wishing he had not seen the stone. He did not want his, ex- his excited trepidation tainted with resentment. Here, Harry said, Hermione said again in a few moments, oh no, I thought it said Potter. She is rubbing at a crumbling, mossy stone, gazing down at it, a little frown on her face. Harry, come back a moment, what, look at this. The grave was extremely old, weathered so that Harry could hardly make out the name. Hermione showed him the symbol beneath it. Harry, that's the mark in the book. He peered at the place she indicated. The stone was so worn that it was hard to make out what the, was engraved there. Though there did seem to be a triangular mark beneath the nearly illegible inel- name. Yeah, it could be. It says Ig- Ignotus, I think. I'm gonna keep looking for my parents. All right, Harry's (laughs) told her a slight edge to his voice, and he set off again, (laughs) like he's on a mission. But also, like that's your
1: ancestor, boy.
0: This is ignotus per Per perverol. I was gonna say perverol. That's not it. Um, Does he know that
1: yet?
0: He does not know this yet. Yeah. Um, and do we? We just know that. It's his ancestor because the um, cloak has been passed down, right?
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Because it's very, very, very long time ago
1: mm-hmm. that the
0: Peverils lived. Um, every now and then he recognized a surname that, like Abbott, he had met at Hogwarts. Sometimes there were several generations of the same wizarding family represented in the graveyard. Harry could tell from the dates that it had either died out or that the current members had moved away from Godric's Hollow. Deeper and deeper amongst the graves he went, and every time he reached a new headstone, he felt a little lurch of apprehension and anticipation. Then Hermione's voice came out of the blackness for the third time, sharp and clear, a few yards away. "Harry, they're here, right here. And he knew by her tone that it was his mother and father this time. He moved towards her, feeling as if something heavy were pressing on his chest, the same sensation he had right after Dumbledore had died, a grief that had actually weighed on his heart and lungs. You okay, honey? Yep. All right. <laughs> the headstone was a, was only two rows behind Kendra and Ariana. Um, it was made of white marble, just like Dumbledore's tomb, and this made it easy to read, as it seemed to shine in the dark. Harry did not need to kneel or even approach very closely to make out the words engraved upon it. James Potter, born 27 March 1960, died 31st October 1981. Lily Potter, born 30 January 1960, the older woman, died <laughs> 31 October 1981. They were 21.
1: 21 years old, man.
0: Whatever they were four, in the movies. Four years out of Hogwarts. That wasn't it. They were 21 the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Which is Harry true. read the word softly as though he would have only had one chance to take in their meaning and he read the last of them out loud. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. A horrible thought came to him and with a kind of pause, isn't that a Death Eater idea? Why is that there?
1: It's from the Bible. <laughs> Clearly the Dursleys were not going to church at all on Sundays, um, but it is First Corinthians 15, 26. Uh, but it is. Have a thing for it.
0: If you do not have context for it, right? And if you've been steeped in
1: uh,
0: horcruxes and Death Eaters for the last couple of months, that would pop into your mind. The last yeah. enemy that shall be destroyed is death.
1: Yeah, Lucia. Says, who do you think chose the words on the Potter's Graves? Why those words? And then she goes, everyone's either dead or in prison. I was going to
0: ask the same question. True,
1: Remus was alive.
0: Yeah. Remus, maybe, I'm thinking it was probably Dumbledore who bought and paid for um, them. And that is a very Dumbledore, that's some Dumbledore shit.
1: I mean, he Um, clearly, clearly put it on his mother's grave too, so... Yeah. You know, he was
0: just like, I'll do this one as well. Uh, Amani thinks that Lupin definitely picked it. Um, so it doesn't mean defeating death in the way the Death Eaters mean it, Harry. It means, you know, living beyond death, living after death. But they were not living, thought Harry, they were gone. The empty words could not disguise the fact that his parents' m- moldering remains lay beneath snow and stone, indifferent, unknowing. And tears came before he could stop them boiling hot, then instantly freezing on his face. And what was the point in wiping them off or pretending? He let them fall, his lips pressed hard together, looking down at the thick snow hiding from his eyes, the place where the last of the Lily and James lay. Bones now, surely, or dust, not knowing or caring that their living son stood so near his heart still beating, alive because of their sacrifice and close to wishing at this moment that he was sleeping under the snow with them. Hermione had taken his hand again and was gripping it tightly. He could not look at her, but returned the pressure. Now taking deep, sharp gulfs of the night air, trying to steady himself, trying to regain control. He should have brought something to give them and he had not thought of it. And every plant in the graveyard was leafless and frozen. But Hermione raised her wand, moved it in a circle above the air, and a wreath of Christmas roses blossomed before them. Harry caught it and laid it on his parents' grave. As soon as he stood up, he wanted to leave. He did not think he could stand another moment there. He put his arm around Hermione's shoulder, and she put hers around his waist. And they turned in silence and walked away through the snow, past Dumbledore's mother and sister, back toward the dark church and the out-of-sight kissing
1: gate. It's just so beautiful. It's sad. I just want (laughs) to take
0: this moment to say that while we were at the studio tour, there was a little kid that, like, I brought up before.
1: Mm -hmm. But
0: they have the Potter's Cottage, and we'll we'll see it in the next chapter. But they have the Potter's Cottage, and this little kid was like, "That's where Harry should have grown up, Mom." Also, it's like right next to Privet Drive, so it's just real bullshit feelings like it's hidden a little bit like you see Pervet Drive and then you turn the corner and then there's a cottage with the fucking hole in the in the and Mm -hmm. this little boy who must have been like 10 all of 10 years old and if I find this little (laughs) he was like this is where the potters lived mum Harry should have grown up here, mom, but he didn't. And the Potters should have been here, mom, but they weren't because he, they dead because Voldemort killed them and they're dead. And he was like screaming it. And I was like already in my feelings. Right. Cause I'm seeing this big hole and I'm at like, we just got out of Hogwarts and like, you know, and I just (laughs)
1: lost your words. Yes. Coldemort as Aaliyah says. Yeah. Coldemort. So
0: um MVP the Bench
1: my, one of my favorite chapters of the series. Uh most of my favorite chapters are the sad ones. So this one and the forest again. So on Brand. <laughs> so on He's Brand. This very uh, peak on Brand. Um I am going to MVP Harry for have just, you know, it's a tough time. He's just <laughs> struggling in his feels, um, and he's doing his best. He could do a bit better, but then he gets distracted by the feels, and, and you know deserves a little feels. love. I do. I do.
0: Um, Bayana MVPs Hermione because she's on brand. I mean,
1: I mean on um, brand, but also Hermione out here...
0: Doing the work. And,
1: like, doing the work, looking through the books, having the library in her bag, but also... Just like emotionally there, you know, she's just like, I know he's going through it. Let me hold his hand. Let me look for his parents' grave with him. Let me conjure this wreath. Like, she was just ready and on it, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, so, Lucia MVPs Hermione for being Harry's true wheezy. <laughs> Whew. Bianca MVPs Hermione because she's the real best friend, a safe place for Harry to express all of his emotions, which, like, Including wow. Including tears. Including tears. This is, um, Portia yeah. MVPs Hermione for having a real reason to explore these feelings. Um, and Amani MVPs Hermione for being the best friend you could ask for and having the emotional intelligence and selflessness to support Harry as well as actually advancing the mission. Aaliyah also MVPs Harry for being hit with a train of emotions and still pushing through. Still pushing. And Maggie MVPs Hermione for coming up with a plan to make Harry's impulsiveness less impulsive (laughs) for being a good friend and securing Phineas and jealous to be the better replacement and improvement over Ron. all true. And I, I, MVP Harry, because yeah, I'm same like with basically what Aaliyah said, being hit with a train of emotions and still pushing through, um, and just like as much as I'm like annoyed by it for listening to his instincts and following his instincts, like and like just being lucky, I guess. Like you're mm-hmm. no fault of your own or no like by not by his own worth. You know it works out, but it it works out. <laughs> um, who did you bench?
1: Voldemort this sadness is all voldemort's fault all right that's that's it. Just voldemort, just terrible murderer
0: terrible murderer <laughs> not untrue. <laughs> Um, very much that. He is mm-hmm. very much that. Uh is is wrong. <laughs> he's not even
1: here. I
0: think it was like residual
1: yeah.
0: anger from the chapter before. Fair. And also that Fair. like he's he's not here for his friend. So you uh, know right. we'll have to ask Biana more about her reasoning, but like that's a valid bench. Mm-hmm. I benched Snape because like
1: also had Snape fault. kept
0: his mouth shut.
1: It's also his fault. Yeah, Lily and James would be like fighting. They would have lived to fight another day, right? Because we know that they would have still fought Voldemort at some point. They just yeah. might have had it on a day when they had wands ready,
0: right? And they might have survived because they had fought him
1: three before. times, thrice, thrice defied,
0: right? And came back kicking. So yeah, um, so. Lucia benches Voldemort, um, because they live no more. Because she's just like we. You got your badge, okay, Lucia. <laughs> you win. <laughs> um, Portia benches everyone responsible for the cursed child and ruining Godric's Hollow, which breach because that
1: is a good one. I'm
0: actually like surprised because I still got as emotional as I always do when I read this, mm. but then as soon as Portia mentioned cursed child. My mood instantly was <laughs> like, "Ugh,"
1: because I can like that picture shit. it. I picture it because obviously I read it, so I picture it how I imagined it while I was reading it, and it is so different from this. But I was trying to match them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just have you know the inside of the church and the pews where they're hiding, and then you know some of it just doesn't make any sense. In terms of like imagining what's going on, because they made, obviously they made obviously, Harry Potter,
0: like Voldemort through magic.
1: Yeah. Not or... Yeah. And then and I'm they imagining... made him look like Voldemort post
0: uh, goblet of fire, not Voldemort oh uh, Tom. Really?
1: Yeah. I that don't know really that really pissed I... me off. Yeah, I don't I was know that done I by then imagined that. <laughs> um, but Oh, I just I'm now remembering the like walk down, but I'm remembering mm-hmm. trying to match it with the thing that we see that ne- well, not next um in two chapters when he's like in Voldemort's memory of that night mm-hmm. and it's just like once you mention curse tal it's like wow, he's just lived this so many times. <laughs> he's literally lived Godric's Hollow the night of October 31st from like five different perspectives and points of view. It's yeah. like in prisoner of askaban when he's dealing with the dementors here he has to visit it from voldemort's pov in two chapters and then Chris child is just like but what if we did it again
0: right and i remember that like made me so mad but like that like royally pissed off by Anna because she was <laughs> like you're ruining that moment but also like why would you make us go through that again right like that's not fan service and like everything up to that point had been fan service and badly written fan service. But then like that part, she was like, it was just manipulative. And like, I felt sad because I felt sad about that part of the book for most of my life. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's a major, obviously it's a major part of our lives and the series is a major part of our lives. And so like, I felt sad, but I felt angry because I knew that it didn't deserve it. Like it didn't deserve my emotion. And mm. I think that's like so true.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So moving on.
1: Voldemort
0: <laughs> 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 because he's the reason Harry is staring at his parents' graves. It's true. A mighty bitch is Tom. A fam This ain't it. Why are we murdering children and their parents? Take a holiday. Go get a tan. Go check out. in. Check out Albanian real estate. (laughs) Um, Maggie benches Snape for one being the reason for the season and two for being a terrible double agent and not figuring out a way to appear to promote Voldemort at Hogwarts without actively endangering the studio.
1: And also like figuring out a better way to hide the sword, like just uh, the sword thing. Because obviously we know that he's the person who delivers the sword. Right, so like he couldn't have dropped it off somewhere in Godric's Hollow to make right? it easier for Harry to find it.
0: <laughs> right,
1: some random lake,
0: um, in the lake, too, bruh. Like, what in the lake in the winter it really could have gone left. Um, it did go left, it did go left,
1: <laughs> it did go left. anyway.
0: We'll get the death eater, specifically Snape, Voldemort, and Wormtail.
1: Wormtail also deserves yeah. these hands. Yeah, he was the vile betrayer who That's told the them tr- about Godric's Hollow.
0: That's the trio of the hands, man. <sighs> um, Portia also <laughs> said that Betcha James wasn't just thrown <laughs> expelli armis when he thrice divide bully, which is like, whew.
1: I just want to know what those battles looked like because they survived, right? And I've read lots of Lily James thing. Might go read some after this, because uh, now I'm in my Lily James Girl. water feels. But you just, I just like, I just feel like you have
0: a hot tub of feels, <laughs> and like after we hang up here, you're gonna go like slowly dip into the hot tub and then just like sit there with the bubbles on, but the hot tub isn't water; it's feelings, <laughs> and you're just like I mean... lounging in it.
1: <laughs> Maybe I mean I don't read a lot of like, uh. Last days, Lily James. It's usually just like they hated each other in sixth year and fifth year, and then like sixth year, it kind of like is them, you know, getting together or whatever. Um, and some of those stories continue after that. Uh, but yeah, it's just you know, Murm it's his fault. Yeah, he deserves more benchings for this. Ooh, well, thank y'all. For enduring the fields, enduring the fields, enduring enduring field.
0: Connie and her field. <laughs> she, you were actually okay. You did really well. I'm very proud of you. It would I would've been
1: worse if I was reading. <laughs> Just yeah,
0: like, I was. Um, I was really worried. <laughs> not gonna lie. You
1: were. You, you were. You know this because I said
0: it to your face. I'm not. You did. You, know.
1: you did. Vianna was going to be here and then the hatchling was born and yeah. Robin was like, so I'm feeling a bit under the weather. I feel <laughs> I like, like we I should... will do this by myself. Trust me.
0: <laughs> I was like, I feel like we should table this for another time. Um, but we did it. We did it. Um, So thanks so much for listening. And next week we'll be discussing chapter 17 of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Batilda's Secret. Robin's Her secret also... is she's a fucking snake. <laughs>
1: Robin's also gonna be like I'm sick again because this one's scary I really like reading that reading that chapter it's a horror
0: movie it's a horror movie but I also have to read it like 15 times I'm like what's going
1: on (laughs) what happened I think it'll be clearer this time. It's not. Where did confusing. she come from? I think you're just scared. Oh yeah, I don't know where she comes from. But once you get over <laughs> that part of like how a snake was walking around in a woman's body, I, everything else makes sense. But obviously, just Matt's creepy magic. And then we have to think about Nagini and the whole Nagini oh. is a woman. Yeah. Of color. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it'll be fun. Y'all... That's for y'all to do next. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Make sure to follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is has benched for this chapter and join the conversation on Twitter. Hashtag wizard team. Um, join us in our Slack and on Facebooks and the, and the, Way through the, the twitters and the tweets and the whatnots, you can follow Connie at Comstar24 if you don't already. She's the one with that like nice check mark oh, next to her name, her. tweeting <laughs> celebrities.
1: No, you know,
0: Ava DuVernay's like, What no. up? And she's like, Hold on one second, gotta um, gotta like text Lynn Manuel Miranda back. <laughs> no, um,
1: those are only constant. half true. <laughs>
0: uh, you can follow us at We Black and Nerds. And happy Witches History Month. And um, we'll be talking about, well, we're going to not talk about the hatchling as much as we want to. We're going to keep it because, you know, we have a lot of stuff going on, but like send good wishes to Bayana um, and her family and our family, because we're all family here um, on our new edition. We're excited.
1: dragon.
0: Yeah. See you next week, guys.